Okay, so we're finishing today, Bezrat Hashem, the uh, the year on on uh, the next to the last year, the one the one they've been working on for the last couple of weeks, on Tchias Hamesim. That has to do with Shira. It has to do with Derech. Uh, and last week we we ended with page Shin Ayin Tes. So we, that's why we did Shin Ayin Tes, section Hey. And we had a bit of a discussion there. What exactly does should we understand when Rabbi says that Tchias Hamesim is what gives Mashmaut Chadasha. And okay, so that's what we talked about last time at length. So now let's finish up this year today, and move into the next year. And okay, so we're on page and pay today. Page and pay. Raka Torah Echolalot at Mahut Hayehanetzach. This is continuation of what we were talking about. He says, "Hamashmaut ha'yichida sheish l'chaim kan." So maybe this is an explanation helps us understand what he means. He says the only mashmaut, the only meaning that life has here. He had kamashe pa'alnu kan bechayim be'atzman. Life has meaning only in so far as what we have accomplished. With life itself. How have we taken life and utilized it and worked with it and adapted it for ourselves? We became part where we made it part of ourselves. That which is everlasting. Because Ramesh has told us that life, Chaim never ends. Chaim is always runs without any hefsek, without any without any interruptions. Life never dies. Life is a constantly ongoing stream of giving chaim to the world. And what dies is the, the relationship of people to that chaim. Some right people chaim is chal on a person. And then when it's time to die, chaim is not chal on a person. But the question is, right, when when we're alive, how much are we going to be connected to that Chaim, which is eternal? Right? So if we're involved in things which are which bring us towards towards Chaim, so then we have eternal life. If we cut ourselves off from that which has Chaim, so then we don't have eternal life. Then we don't have any life. Then the life that we have is just a a pale imitation of what life is supposed to be. But this can't be known from the framework of our consciousness of this world. How could it possibly be known, how could a person possibly know what is going to affect the Chaim, which goes beyond his present life. We can't know. We're, we're, our, our knowledge, our consciousness, 
is limited to our present life. And we can't go any further than that. Therefore, it has to be min ha-Torah. Going back to the original point that, as it says, uh, as the Gemara says, as Rashi explained, that if a person believes in Tchiyas HaMesim but doesn't believe that it's a min ha-Torah, as Rashi has said, we've quoted it several times. That emuna doesn't have any meaning because if it's not min ha-Torah, so that means that we have no source from outside of life which can gain, give us an insight into what life is going to be beyond life. Right. Again, in the Torah, right, it's going to be it's revealed to us what is beyond the life of this world. Umimena, and from it the Torah, what is the life itself? What is the essence of life? As we've said, right, that death isn't chal and life. Right? Life never ends. The only way that there could be a meaning to this concept called chayim is what Hashem revealed to us. What is Chaim? And what is that we can do now, right, in the here and the now, to, right, to be, I suppose, to be connected to the Chaim. Now here's a, here's a very important sentence here. The highest we can go from while using our olam hazadas is negation. Lomar shehamarechet shelanu hi chasrat mashmaut. The most we can say, the highest the person, human being, can reach in his understanding is to get to the point where he knows that the system that exists for us is lacks meaning. There's a person who has this concept of Chaim. Right? I guess I don't know where he got it from, but he, but, he, but he senses that there is such a thing as Chaim. So he can know, well, life within the misgaret of this world, that can't be it. Right? Avram said, it can't be that there is a Bira below Manik. Somebody's got to have be running the show. It can't be right, what appears to be. Right, it took it took Avram Avinu a long time. It took him many you know, decades to reach this understanding that the life as it appears to us right, can't be Chayim. But now the question is on the positive side. Okay, I can reach through human reasoning. Right, if I reach... If I go through the same kinds of process that Avram Avinu went through, and Avram Avinu was the first to go through it, taking us from zero to to ninety, to, you know, to a very high madrega, is what isn't. But to know what is, this we need revelation. Once Avram Avinu 
right, understood that there must be a Balabira. So then he was Zoha to the Gilui of Akari Baruch, who, who reveals himself as the one who created the world and the one who right, runs the world, who, right, who right, runs the world. So that's that that's this is what this is the conclusion of what we've been saying. That you can reach negation, but you can't reach a, a knowledge of the positive. It's upon us. This is what we have to do, right? To fix it, to establish it, right? In our nefesh. Okay, it's a pretty strong statement. Right? Everything that we do within the framework of the narrow life, tsar, the narrow life that we, we, we experience, that we experience, these are meaningless things. You go outside, you look, right? And everywhere you look, who do you see? You see people who are on death row. They're just waiting to, right, for the executioner to come and, and put an end to them. Right? There is, right? So that's, as I said before, somebody who knows that he's going to die and there's nothing beyond that. So then, right, so then what, what, hap what he does is, is, the, is, the, is the life of, of, a, of somebody who's about to be executed. What are, they, what are they doing? Right? We're all We're all mortal. And not only that, we just we don't even know. We don't even a date. We don't even have a date for the execution. Right? It's even worse than being on death row. Maybe death row you you know they gave you a date, but here you're just waiting and waiting to die. What meaning can we give to what we do? We can give meaning only if we know the revelation, the purpose. That brings us back to understanding that it has to be minatora because Torah is revelation from a sphere beyond the narrow confines of what we can apprehend with our limited olam haze right, finite beings right? because we are in a world of finite and because our minds are constricted to the finite so that's what we can hop that's what we can that's what we can understand right but in order to get beyond that we need a revelation and that revelation tells us that there is chayim and the revelation tells us that the Chaim is something that's, that's eternal, and therefore it has meaning because it's something that's always going to be there. Okay. Yes. So, uh, was he saying earlier that Abraham's uh, encounter with the owner of the castle? Was um, a kind of prophecy that's equivalent to Torah, kind of, or no? I think he was saying, is as, as he said, this is something that the human mind can can reach without revelation. 
In right. other words, without revelation, you can get there. But then he said, but but then he asked the question, but um, once you reach that point, right. then uh, you need prophecy. Right. Then you need prophecy. Right. Yeah. Then Avram Avinu was Zoha to a revelation. Right. Right. So, Avinu, right. so the, the that that was uh, the, he was he, he was Zoha to to reach a revelation which Hashem was withholding. Right. It was. Withholding it until people like Abraham Avino right, felt uh, understood the need for the revelation. There is, right, you know, it's, you know it's, sometimes it's like, you know, if, if, if you know, it, I, I always feel, you know, feel in sheer that it's not a good idea to answer questions that the students didn't have. Right? <laughs> right. No, you know, not a good idea necessarily. Right? Sometimes I do it, you know, because you know, I want to make make things a little interesting or something. But but pedagogically, that's not a good idea. Right? Pedagogically, you got to wait until the person has the chaps that you know there's something, there's a problem here. That you know, last you, last week we learned this, and this week we're learning this, and right, or, or you know, something is. You know, doesn't make sense. Something's inconsistent. Something, whatever, whatever kind of question you have, and then you can deal with the problem. But if you start telling people answers to problems they don't have, so then they don't know what you're talking about, right? Because all knowledge has to come in in two steps. You know, there's the step of, of of not knowing, and then there becomes the step of knowing, right? So I think this is what we're describing on, on the grand, you know, global scale of uh, that Avram Avinu was was dealing with, you know, the that he got to the point where it became clear to him that there was a big problem. And once you know that there's a big problem, so then you can, and said, okay, now you deserve the answer. So that's what we have to do. When, okay, let's finish up a little bit tomorrow. Hashira Megala Tchias Hamesim in Torah. So now we're coming back to the concept of Shira. Person in Olam Azeh is going on the derech, the derech as we've spoken about, towards the direction of Chayi Olam Abba. Sof haderech, uta matara eleha nachnu holchim, hi zot sheosa et haderech lederech. There's the goal that, right, that we're trying to reach, is what turns the derech into a derech, as we said earlier, because a derech is only a derech if the steps are determined ahead of time. Where where am I going to go? In other words, step one leads to step two, right? In other words, once I've made step one, it's clear where step two is going to have to go, and then step three, then I have a derech, right? But if I don't have a goal to reach, so then every step is an independent thing. There's no, there's no, there's nothing linear. There's nothing directed about it. You can you take one move, you take a step, and then okay, now I have to decide what's my next step. Right? What am I going to base it on? Nothing, nothing about where I was, and nothing about where I'm going. So that's what he's saying is that the end of the derech, what is what makes it into a derech. You don't have a derech. You're not on any path unless there is an end. Insight and end as a goal.
כל דרך אחרת שלא המטרה נותנת לה את המשמעות, אין לי עוד טייפ דרך, where the goal does not give it, give it its meaning, לא המנוחה עושה את דרכו, in a situation where the מנוחה, as we described, the end point where I'm trying to go is the, we have the רצון, we have the מנוחה, but we have the מנוחה is what gives me the, the דרך, שראינו הולך לשום מקום, and it's not, you're not going anywhere. מי שמבקש מכאן את המשמעות לחיים, if that's where you're looking for, in other words, if your דרך is Right, you think that you're going to find you're going to find meaning in life in a derech which really isn't a derech, a derech which doesn't reach, doesn't point to a goal. So then, alav nemar v'derech v'sha'im toveh. The first person can tell, the first person can tell him, right? The derech of Hashem will be lost. Klomar, ha-derech atzma toveh. The derech gets lost, right? Not the people on the derech get lost, but the derech is is, is, is lost. Sherei ain menucha b'sofa, because there's nothing getting you there. Umelechachila ain a derech. Avo misha chayim shelo kan mekablim et mamashmaut me'atachlit, but if your if your life does receive its meaning from the tachlis, zuhi darka shel Torah. So that's what he's saying is, is that something which isn't a derech, by definition, maybe this comes back to the question that we were discussing last week, by definition can't have meaning, because if it's not going anywhere, so then, then every step is arbitrary, and then, you know, then the steps themselves don't have meaning, implying that we, again, going back to the same question, that we don't have the ability to create meaning. We don't have that ability, right? Because yeah, it's going to right, coming from uh, from our limited beings, uh, from our from our limitations. And our limitations can't create a derech, can't create can't create that meaning. Right? It's only something which can point to a goal which comes from outside of us. So then we say, "I'm moving towards that goal." If the goal only comes from within me, so then I'm not moving towards anything. Just moving with, towards myself, but not towards anything outside of myself, and therefore I'm going to be back to my own limited self. As Yashir Moshe, okay, think about that. Okay, As Yashir Moshe, and they say, Shar lo nemar, el Yashir. Rashi says, it doesn't say he sang, Yashir, he will sing. מכאן לתחיל הסמסים מן התורה. השירה הזו נאמרה כשראו באמת להיכן הולכים. This shira was said when people, when Bnei Yisrael saw where they're going. ראו את הדרך עד הסוף. כפי שאמרו בסופה, because what is the climactic ending of the shira? השם ימלוך לעולם ועד. That's the, that was the revelation. The revelation is, is that we're going to a situation which there will be an eternal Hashem Yimloch. This was the first time that the derech was revealed from the beginning to the end. Az Amru Shira, because as we said before, because Shira is always when you have the completion of the process, but there through their, their, uh, their prophecy at the time, because they reached the stage of prophecy, so then 
they, they were able to see the end. In other words, before Ramosha said that the Shiraz, the Shiraz Ayam, well, they were able to see the end of the process of the Geula from Mitzrayim. But the truth is, as we see, if we examine the Shiraz Sayam, it wasn't that they were aware of only of the, of the completion of the Geula from Mitzrayim. They became aware through that they understood the, the, the essence of what Hashem's relationship to the world is that which is going to bring a everlasting Geula. Okay. Now, they had no way of knowing at the time how that everlasting Geula was going to come about. Uh, we'll see in the, uh, in the next year. Right? It could have come about with Matan Torah. Right? It could have been that Hashem Yimloch Le'olam would have been the end of... of, of uh, it would have been the end of our history as we know it, because it could have been the Gula Shlema, because we messed it up, and Moshe will talk about several other points in our future history after that that could have been the ultimate Gula, but we're not. It didn't work out that way. Right? But at least, but, but the goal was, they knew that, that, that we're, we're marching to Hashem in Loch because Baruch Hu is capable of doing all the Nisim of Mitzrayim, right, who has taken us uh, out of Mitzrayim and, and split the sea. So we know that that is the koach which is going to define our journey, right? not only out of Mitzrayim, but to the end of days. That's Hashem Yimloch Le'olam Ba'ed. Nidgalta parmishan le'olam azam u'shira u'bezeh atzman nidgala t'chiyas ha'meisim in Torah. That was, so, in other words, it's not accidental, right, that Again, what we're, what we're pointing out here that we're showing the, the, uh, how, how, how everything fits together. There was when, when Hazal told us that Oz Yosher Moshe, right, based on what seems to be a, uh, you know, a grammatical uh, diuk, it doesn't say Shar, it says Yashir. Moshe even pointed out at some point earlier when he first mentioned this in the beginning of this year that really one could even justify grammatically Oz Yashir Moshe in the future, because at that time they thought, right, it rose up in their mind. So the diuk isn't the main thing here, right? The diuk is what we see, that it says yashir, so it doesn't say shar, right? But the main connection of the shira to the geula is the last posik. Hashem yimloch le'olam v'ed. That posik, right, that's, that's the remis that Chiyas HaMesim, because that's when they were able to see the end the destination that ultimately our history is going to arrive at. Hemunab betchias hamesim he ikar shehakol taluibo. So ultimately, everything is going to be totally in tchias hamesim because everything is totally on giving meaning to our lives. And if we don't have meaning to our lives, so then what are we here for? What was what was creation? He guides us as it says, Nacham Elokim. We see that there is a two different states. There's a state, as we say, there's a state of the Olam uh, Hazet, right? To Hayom Lasosam, Mochor Lakabal Sachar, that today that there's a Yom Lasosam, but we know that there is a Mochor Lakabal Sachar. Iker Hazeh, Anu Holchim, another quote from Tilim, 
V'tohu lo derech. Tilim describes the, uh, this is the, uh, the Tilim of, of the Arba Tzorichim Lahodot, right? the four that we have to give Hodot. Right? Right? And one of them is, right, people are lost in the desert. V'tohu lo derech. They're going in, in a way which is not lo derech. So Ramesha is borrowing the phrase that there is a tohu lo derech. There is something which is a complete mess, right? There is no start, it has no end. Right? It's just random. And even though people think that they are moving somewhere, but they're really just right, right, being uh, pushed around by, by forces. And, and one day they go one way, one way they go another way. Russia is, is, is telling us something, I think, that that if we just look at the olam hazadik of things that we have, right? So then, what the philosophers and the psychologists look at the world, it's not so it's not so crum, right? It's not you know they're right, right? There is they're right. The world is meaningless. The world you know is as modern philosophers would say, or you know there is you know a great deal of determinism. Right? Because, as the psychologist would say, because there's no derech, so right, so we're like basically we're like ping pong balls. Right? We just get pushed back and forth. One day we're, we're tugged in one direction, one day we're tugged in another direction, right? And uh, every day has its own has its own yetsers and its own uh, struggles and its own temptations. And uh, some days we we move one way, some of the others the other way. So that's uh, you know. So the world, right? You know, so Russia is agreeing, right? So, you look at the world the way people look at it, so then the world is is a hopeless mess. Right? But with Tchias Amesim and Torah, that's the one thing that that we're able to give meaning to. It's good to use another another form, another term, is to is to show the tzura of all the chomer. Right? All the chomer is one big blob of everything is right, without without. Uh, without being controlled, or just moving in all different uh, directions, and what gives surah to it all? What, what creates the form? So the create the form is that there, there, there's a there. It's all part of a system, but you have to impose that from the outside. The system only we only can know about the system not from within the the chomer, but only as a revelation of the surah. And the Torah is the surah of, of the world. To use another. Another uh, imagery, okay. So that's that, that's what Ramesh is teaching us here. Okay. Hashaychus l'tchias hamesim rakal yemei emuna. Okay, and this is a right, grand conclusion. Masha kadam lo az yashir Moshe b'nei Yisrael. If we pay attention, what what happened? What's the pasuk before? Az yashir. Who a pasuk? Vayiru Hamet Hashem, Vayaminu Hashem, Moshe Avdo. Vayaminu, it says. They saw Hashem and they believed they would, if we can translate Vayaminu. Vayaminu Hashem, Moshe Avdo. Vemru Chazal, Bishut Ha'amuna, Sharta Alehem Ruach HaKodesh, Vemru Shira. It was only the Amuna which brought them to the Ruach HaKodesh, which enabled them to say the Shira. Hadavar Yachid, at the end of the day, we have to 
have emuna that right, that there is Hashem and that there is going to be a that, that, that there is a, a menucha at the end of the road. Okay, this is not something that we see with our eyes. This is something that we have to know inside of us right, in a much deeper way than any kind of rational proof. But we have to know it. That this is this this is the deepest truth that we know in our, our, our in our neshamas. That intellect cannot demonstrate things which are beyond it. And no, nothing of the sensual world can show us something which is outside of it. The senses only know what they sense, and intellect will only know what it can intellect. Only emuna can show us, can, can demonstrate to us what will be in the future. Through that emuna, they could see the tachlit at the end of the road. What is shira? Going again back to one of the themes that we learned earlier. It shows the whole circle. Right? We're not going right, just off to nowhere, but we're coming back to, right, to, to our starting point. But again, we're coming back to the starting point after having enriched ourselves through absorbing Chaim. Right? When we were born, so we are given the potential to absorb, to bring Chaim to Become make Chaim part of us, or to us, or better, maybe even to say to be for us to become part of Chaim, right? And when we do that, we've lived our lives. So then, the circle is completed, and now we can say, okay, now I have lived and I've come back, right, to the point where I have the eternal life which I was meant to have in the first place. Zeomek shel dibre hagemara, right? As the Gemara says in Makos. And the Gemara says there that in Makos, that how many of the Ikrim, what are the, how many principles were there, right? And so it says that different Nevi'im uh, had different amount of things, right? Different amount of basic principles. And it says, Chavakuk put it on all in one. Shenemar v'tzadik be'emunato yichyeh. Okay. And now listen to Rabbi Shiz's beautiful diuk. It doesn't say that the tzaddik will believe or have kivu or hope. Emuna is what gives life. It is our understanding of life. In other words, it says yichya is a much stronger, a much deeper thing then it's not a particular thing that's going to happen to us, but that's what gives us life itself. That's why Chavakuk said, there's one thing which is the root of everything else. Because the other mitzvot we have to fulfill. But emuna, that's life itself. That the life should move in that direction, should should take us in that direction, towards that future of Chiyasamesim and Atara. And so therefore, Sadiq Bamunato Yichya, that's 
That's life. And only that is life. Hadat mechayevet shekolt surah cheret enanikreit chayim. Coming back to what we said earlier. Intellect right, right, teaches us, right, demonstrates that any other form of life is not called chayim. That's the negation. That's, you need sechel, and sechel is sufficient. That's what Avram Avinu had before the Gilui. Okay. Russia succeeds in pulling together all the different strands that he laid out during this year, right? all the different points that were sort of put out there and and bring showed how they all all join into one you know, call it a symphony of ideas all, all brought together. Okay. Any questions before we move on? Any comments, statements? I think he speaks for himself, but I can't remember if you have any questions. Again, the next year is the last one on Trias Amazing, last one in the book. And he, again, in certain ways, is a summary, as he says. But he, We'll see how he approaches it. What 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 can Rav Moshe say about Chiyas Hamesim that he hasn't said yet? Okay, so he goes back to a fundamental question. Going back to the fundamental question we've been talking about, right? I, 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 I just checked and I checked when I was signing in for this year. So today, this is the 98th shir that we have in, in the Rayamuna, which uh, started, uh, I believe, after Pesach in 2020, right, right by the corona. Uh, and it was... Okay, so so we've been talking about Ikrim, right? So we're going to come back to the question, what is Ikrim? And the question of why is Chiasamesim and Iker? Rephrase the question in the words of one of the Rishonim. So Rosh is already telling us this is the last year. And I want to summarize the Ik, the 13th Iker, which we have been dealing with for a long time. Okay. <laughs> many, many Shuriman. Nakdim Bidiyun Shalamuva Besefer Ikarim. As we know, there's a sefer called Sefer Hikarim, written by Rabbi Yosef Albo, who was, let's say, call him later, later Rishonim. And it's one of the fundamental books of Svarim of Achkafa, right? studied and it's a classic. Uh, okay. And, okay. and uh, let's see how he does it, because to a great extent, the the Yerbiosi Babo came to disagree with the Rambam. He writes explicitly. So he says, This is what the the Sefer Ikrim says about how do we, what, what should we consider to be Ikri Amuna. So he says, Ikar Hushem Hunach Olever Shemina Dover Acher Vekimu Tolemboy. See, yes, he defines what is Ikar. 
It's the name that's given to something which other people are dependent, other things are dependent, other things and their existence are dependent on that. And they have no existence without it. Okay, in other words, so Iker here will define it as the roots of the tree, right? The, the kiyum of the ilan is totally on the tree and the roots. And you can't imagine the existence of a tree without the roots. So the parenthesis says, Okay, that's just the terminology. This is Chazal's terminology. Chazal used the word nof and ikar. Or the ikar is the roots and the trunk, perhaps. Rabbeinu Zal, continuing the Sefer Yikim, Nishtamshu Boloshon Hazeh Harbe, Amru Davar Sheyesh Lo Iker B'Diraiso Shein Lo Iker. They use the word Iker as something which has, which is a root. Umizeh Hatzad, he pull out Zeh Hashem Al Hashorashim Ayesodot Shamidat Hadat Vikimat Haluibah. So in this way, this name, this word Iker, will apply. To the roots and the foundations, which the standing of the dat of the Torah, vikuma right, right, and its existence, Taliban is totally on these things. Kimo, mitziut Hashem, right? That there is such a thing as mitziut Hashem. Sho mevuar me inyano shehu ikar shemunato hachrichit shemunato hamunato hachrichit l'Torah elokit. Right. You got to believe in that in order that there could be a belief in, in, in a divine Torah. You can't imagine right, a existence of, of a, a Torah, a divine Torah, without the existence of God. not having any body, corporeality, always existence, and existence before the world. They're getting into the areas of our relationship with him, right? that's a way to serve him and not to any other being. prophecy, the special category of Nevoas Moshe, the Torah ben Hashemayim, Torah from heaven, the Torah won't change, God knows everything that's going on, the word in punishment, Mashiach, V'tchiyat HaMeisim, Eilu Hena Yikarim, Shemana Ravzal B'Per Chelek B'Per Shemishna Shalom. V'hemshech Masbir, Sefer HaYikarim, Shechelek M'Yikarim, Eilu Onom Hechrechim, Eilu Tziyot HaTorah. Okay. Does anybody remember what the three are? He has three. What are the three Yikrim? Two I remember. One is the 
Mitzvahs of God, I believe, Scarva Onesh. And if I'm not mistaken, the third one is Navua. Okay. Anybody want to look it up while we're talking? But, uh, That's what Wikipedia says. Okay. Thank you. Good. You beat me to it, yeah? Okay. Um, let's say those are the three Ikrim. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they. So those are the three Ikrim. And he says, and the, and the, and the, uh, and the Sefer Ikrim disagrees with the Ramam. He says, you don't need 13. And he says the Ramam was right, included things which are not in of themselves Ikrim, but are right, can be deduced from other Ikrim. In other words, you want to reduce everything to its right, to the bare bones right, of what's absolutely necessary, which can't be got, one, one can't be uh, derived from the other. So we have the three, right? Uh, right the uh, existence of Hashem, prophecy, and Scharbonish. Where, if you really think about it, the Rambam's thirteen are really, you know, divided into these three categories. And the first have to do with Hashem and its existence. Right. The second has to do with Torah. Right. The second group. Right. And the third group, starting from Yediat Hashem, is uh, reward and punishment. Right. So, yeah. So the Rambam has several what for the several under each category. Right? That's the way the Rambam. Right. So that's why the Sefer Yikrim disagrees and says that. Right. You know, it's, kind of, it's kind of like you know, mathematics. You want to reduce everything to the to the minimum amount of axioms. Right? What are the what are, what are, reduce everything to its axioms, and then from that you can figure out everything else. Okay. But then he says like this: This is what he writes about Tchias he says somebody does believe in Scharvonish, which is one of the his three. But he believes that the reward is for the souls and the world to come. And he doesn't believe. He believes that there is no such thing as life after death. Why should the whole Torah fall down just because of that? Why is that on the same level as Mitzvot Hashem? This is his argument. We could live without we could live without Tchias HaMesim. I mean, we could conceptually, you know, we know, it's a nice thing to have. We do believe in Chiyas HaMesim, but it's not something that must be in order for that to be a Torah, for that to be, you know, to, for us to be able to, to live as Jews. Mashmauta yot Chiyas HaMesim yugibol ikrim. So if it is one of the 13, right? Well, the Rambam disagrees. So if the, that means that the Rambam understood, mitmotetet. If you don't believe in it, the, the Torah collapses. Like the tree that's lacking the, the, the roots. Right? In other words, well, we have to explain it. In other words, he has a good question. Again, we've talked about this over the last months. But I'm focusing it again. He's using this question as a springboard. Now, 
Okay, he says we're going to accept the challenge of the Sefer Ikrim, and we will in this here explain why it must be that you can't have right uh, any amun in the Torah without Ikar most famous Kabbalist of recent history, Rabbi Yosha's grandfather, as we know, and he's called for short the Leshem, the Sefer Adeo, Chelek Beis, Druj Beis, and Avgimel, of Galat. Everything is very organized in that book. I have no idea. I've never had the schus of opening it, but that's what he describes. Bixat Tosefet Biur Varchava, and we'll explain a little bit on our own. Okay, let's see. Okay, let's read a little bit on, and we'll, we'll start again next week. But we'll end in a few minutes. Okay, so he's going to ask Akasha. There's a difficulty, which is Shaykh to the Yesod, the foundation of creation. No cave viorade ad hatahom which penetrates to the depths. There's something, a way of describing the most difficult question. It goes down to the deepest elements of what the world is all about. And despite the many different answers that were given, the thing is a very big wonder. What's that? The created the world that the world should live, right? do what we're supposed to do. He had a, he had a picture of what the world is supposed to look like. If you go from the beginning into the end, there wasn't even a short time that this was fulfilled. Kodesh Baruch Hu basically right, didn't succeed. Right? He wanted, he had a certain picture in mind and he created a world. Right? And yeah, so you imagine that a person undertakes a project to, uh, right, he's going to he's going to create a certain mitziot, right? He's going to create a, a school, he's going to create a yeshiva, he's going to be, right, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, and we're going to, you know, every, got a whole plan about how things should be. And then Right? He wakes up, you know, after after a while, after years, and looks around and says, "You know, nothing that I wanted to accomplish was accomplished." Right? So you probably feel pretty dejected. Right? And so why why aren't we in a state of why isn't the world in a state? You know, it says in the Torah, Hashem is happy. Yismach Hashem Masa, right? Hashem is happy. You know, right? Not so much to be happy about. If you if you, you know, as, as they say in Hebrew, the Mivchana Totzot, right? If you look at the test of the uh, results, right? Did things work? Didn't things work? Yeah. Okay, you build a bridge and it falls down, so you didn't succeed. Okay. okay. And then we'll go just another couple of lines. Hagmara misapirata talichitsiyato shaladam rishon. Amar ebi yochanam barchanina. Shtem esoy shaot havi hayom. 12 hours. Shah rishona hutzbara for all. This is the creation of Adam rishon on the sixth day of creation. First hour, the offer was gathered together. 
שנייה נעשה גולם, זאת אומרת, a form of human being. שלישית נמתחו איבריו, the limbs were made. רביעית נזרקה בו נשמה, and it goes through all the different hours. תשיעית נצטווה שלא לכו מן האילן, he was given a command not to eat from the tree. עשירית שרח, in the tenth hour he sinned. אחת עשרה נידון. In the eleventh hour he was judged. שתים עשרה נתרד והלך לו, he was driven out of Gan Eden, שנאמר, אדם ביקר. Bal Yalin, right? and his cover, Bal Yalin, he wasn't even, didn't even stay overnight. Right? Didn't last more than an hour. Harei, shelo hayal adam arishon afilu sha'achat me'atzivui aravera she'adam ha'yabitikon. It wasn't even one hour. Zehu adam bikar Bal Yalin, lo sha'ha ba'oto kavod, bikar is kavod, she'nitan lo afilu she'nat arai. Didn't even have enough time to take a nap, you know. Okay, and we'll stop here for today. And then he goes on, you know, Shematan Torah and the Mishkan and uh, other things that were uh, other opportunities which never came to fruition. And that's going to be the question. And then uh, the answer will obviously have something to do with just amazing. Okay. So